Today at the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to go through NXT news, the return of Velveteen Dream coming back this past Wednesday. We also have AEW, um, some AEW news or feedback or what happened this past Wednesday. Also, we have the finals of the New Japan Cup USA that happened uh, Friday, we got the finals and the people who are involved. That and much more at the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Chokesland Wrestling Report. I am your host, the Ultimate One, coming to you from New York City. And today, we're doing our regular um, episodes that we usually do, but we're going to do it like in a three-part or four-part, depending on time. Um, I want to speak first, and we're going to start off with NXT. Now, NXT this week... Uh, so the return of Velveteen Dream. Now, I believe it was somewhere, and I believe it was in July, beginning of July, and I'm actually actually go further back. Velveteen Dream was accused of sending explicit pictures to minors, and this was all over the internet. And when this happened, I said, well. Here goes Velveteen Dream, and there goes his career, because now he just put himself in a situation where he was being allegedly accused of sending pictures to minors, kids 16, 17, picture of himself, and other accusations that were being made. Um, Velveteen Dream, in return, said that his um, account was hacked. And of course, anybody will say that if they feel that their career is in danger. They could say they had hacked. Maybe it was hacked. Who never know. But then something came up in the middle of this summer. It was called the Speak Out movement, where a lot of wrestlers were being accused of either uh, uh, sexually assaulting female wrestlers or female employees. Um, uh, you had even girlfriends or former uh, girl, former girlfriends of wrestlers that spoke out about how they were being abused. David Starr was one of the guys who was uh, exposed, and now he retired from wrestling. You don't, you haven't heard from him ever again. He left wrestling. He's no longer in wrestling. Uh, Marty Scroll was involved in that. Will Ospreay. Uh, what else? Uh, even B. Priestley was accused of being a bully to another female wrestler and the effects of that um even joey ryan who i mean i never liked his gimmick i thought his wrestling was okay but just his whole penis grabbing crop crap thing that he did it never i never felt comfortable with that because if i felt that was not part of wrestling and this is why wrestling it is today you know you got all type of stupid gimmicks and they think that gimmick is real good. But, so there was a lot of wrestlers, including Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan, now he's no longer, I don't even think he's going to wrestle ever again. So, but among all this, 
You read Marty Scroll, like I said, who was the head of Booker and Ring of Honor, has not been heard since. After all this, there was one guy's name who popped out again. And his name was Velveteen Dream. Again, he was being accused, not by two, but plenty of other people who claimed he was sending explicit pictures of, uh, of himself. Among When that came out, within the week, he got into a car crash and landed in the hospital. He was okay, whatever. But why is this guy still employed by WWE? And why has not WWE has even said anything about any of these accusations that has happened? And then to top it off, um, I just read WrestleTalk that his appearance was a surprise appearance. Nobody knew that he was in the arena. Oh, yeah, well, actually, yeah, the PC uh, performance center or whatever. So he was locked up somewhere in private and nobody knew that he was in the facility. And now there's a lot of heat. Toward him because now they have wrestlers are saying, Well, if it was me, I probably would have got fired. Is he getting prefaces? You know, is he getting uh, special treatment? And it looks like it because there's no way, you know, this is he still has a job. I don't understand that. So, uh, this according to Wrestle Talk, there's claimed that Velveteen Dream returned to NXT last, uh, last week. After missing months, finding allegations of miss or speaking off movement, fans appear to be split in their reactions to his return. Now they are reported there's significant backstage heat following his return. So Fightful Select is reporting that the return of Everton Dream was kept very private, and many backstage at NXT did not know he will be returning until just before the show began. The heat itself did not start or end with his return, however. The report said that there has been heat for a long time to resolve his behavior problem and wasn't considered preferential treatment. It also stated that the believe is anyone else would have been fired if they were in this position. And I agree. Why is he still have a job? If this would have been, uh, I don't know, Roberto Carrillo, let's say, he would have been fired. Why is Velveteen Dream still employed by WWE? That's something everybody has to ask themselves because, you know, this guy um, was acting recklessly not long ago. And he got into a car crash and acting recklessly. Um, and people were saying that he was depressed, stressed out because of all the allegations. If you're not guilty of something, you won't act reckless. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's, just, that's just me. If, you, if you're not guilty of something, you'll be like, cool, you got a lawyer. you would be like, well, you know what? I'll let the legal fee, yes, this may impact my um, my career a little bit, but I'll leave it to my lawyers. Nothing has been said about him and his lawyers. He was acting reckless. Got into a car crash. And WWE is silent about that. Are they silent because they know they may lose investors and they may lose more money than already? I mean, the stock... The stock itself is only $45. That has not been raised. I mean, it's been stuck for $45 for probably the last two or three months. That stock used to be $100 last year. This time last year. It's only $45. And not that I'm hearing it. They go now they turn into uh, a, 
uh, I think TV 14 now. It, it, that's to me, that sounds to me like a, a very, very, uh, uh, not a reckless move. I cannot say reckless move. I just think it's, the ratings are low and they're just doing, they're pushing the panic up button. That's the way I see it. It's a panic button. I'm drinking my coffee as I speak to you guys. But yeah, it's a panic button. It's a panic button because now they're trying to be at the same level that AEW is. AEW never said it with PG. See, AEW could get, I mean, I don't know if it could get away with everything, but AEW could go cross some lines, except the, the hardcore stuff, because then you have uh, uh, the, the a-hole, Chris Christie, whatever his name is, they used to work for WCW who got AEW in trouble after the Moxley and Omega fight. You know, he's another miserable a-hole who got nothing better to do. He was irrelevant in the wrestling business, but AEW could get away with stuff like that. Past that little 14 and up age, but WWE couldn't because they're promoting PG-13. Now, then TV-14. I mean, is that going to make any difference? I mean, I, I watched... You know, I watched WWE this week, Raw, you know, so. Uh, but speaking of Raw, let's talk about Raw. Uh, WWE Raw this week, I saw it, and um, I, 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 I give it to Dominic, because Dominic took an ass whooping. I'm talking about ass whooping with those candlesticks. Every time they used to hit him with that candlestick, I felt so bad for him. Because it was like initiation. You signed the, the, the contract to fight with Seth Rollins, and then you signed your contract to be a Raw superstar. And for that, you're going to get about 30 lashes with the candlestick. Because he got his butt whooped. I'm talking he took it like a man. I mean, they show pictures of him in social media. Oh, my God. He had red marks all over his body. It was bad. So, the fact that they are teasing a Samoa Joe. I didn't even know that some, they were teasing a Samoa Joe. Return. Um, I, um, then again, I believe Samoa Joe. I think he got power bombed through uh, a desk before the coronavirus with the authors of pain or whatnot. So, um, and I think he was feuding with them. So, I mean, it would be nice to see um, Samoa Joe back in the ring. I mean, they need superstar. The um, Bianca Belair versus Selena Vega, that thing, I found that real stupid because Selena Vega can't wrestle. She can't wrestle. That girl's she's more better as a manager. And she sold a lot of Bianca's shots. She sold it real good. I got to give her that much. But she shouldn't have been in the ring at all. Not at all. So we'll be right back after this. And we're back. Yeah, so also we also saw uh, in... WWE Raw this Monday was the the promo that had um, Ric Flair and uh, Randy Orton. I, I found that that promo was a good promo, but there was some stuff there that was very, very deep. Especially the part where Randy Orton said, you uh, wanted to be close to me because you wanted to have the son you never had. Now, let me take a sip of coffee for this one. Now, the fact that he brought that up, and we know that Ric Flair's son, I believe he committed suicide a couple of years ago. The fact Randy Orton mentioned about him falling in a coma and that he was only good to cr to cry and um, 
you know, the, he's not the same Ric Flair, whatever. It it, it, it kind of hurt me because it was like, this is the man I used to watch when I was a kid. Now, he, you know, you see him now, he's a shell of himself. But the whole promo, I mean, it was, it, it, it got me misty because it was like Flair, when he said something about Flair's son, I was like, wow, they, they going deep on this. And then they mentioned about him almost dying. And then when Flair responded, Tell him you don't know how it is to get up, be in a situation like that, and knowing you got up and you don't tell the people you love that you love them. It was a deep, deep uh, promo. It was one of the best promos. I mean, Randy Orton and, and Flair, of course, Flair's the king of promos. Um, it was good. The only thing I didn't like was the fact that when once he low blow Flair, the lights went out when he went to do the punt kick. Now, Yesterday, I was in um, in Turnbuckle Tabloids podcast, and we were all talking about this. And somebody brought up a good, good, I'm talking about a good point. Why was the reason they shut off the lights? I mean, I, I mean, at first, when I first saw it, I thought, well, they probably put it because you don't want to watch Randy or kick a 74 year old man's head off or whatever Flair's ages. It would have been a bad back so they went took out the lights but then somebody brought up yesterday in our podcast meeting was that it could be a setup because the lights went out you never saw randy on kick Vic flair's head off at all you know what i'm saying so the lights went off because you know uh because uh retribution restriction or, you know you know whatever they, that group name is it's just i found it find that horrible to tell you the truth um so with the lights going out it's now it's going to be a good thing to see if in the middle of the match between drew mcintyre and randy orton is flair gonna come out and he's gonna make believe he's there to get even randy orton and he helps randy orton win the title i can see that happening the Oscar situation. Now it looks like Oscar is getting a title shot on both women's champ for both brand. Now that was another conversation we had. And I was, uh, again, the women's division is so weak right now with the fact that Sasha and Bailey are the ones with all the belts. They got the tag belts and they got both women's belts. Goes to show you how weak the women's division is. Uh, you know, Nia Jax it got supposedly suspended. Oscar's been the only one right now in the middle of all these wrestling matches that who's been the one that in reality she did not lose the Raw Women's title. She lost the title because she got counted out and there's a count, count, count outs counted in that match where she tried to help Kyrie Zane on the night that was the last match she had on Raw. So um, so that the part you're giving the woman two title shots. One Against Bailey, the other one against uh, uh, Sasha. So she's probably gonna beat. She's gonna beat Sasha, and she's going to lose to Bailey. Or she could win both of them and unify them. I could see that happening. You got too many belts. The women's champ title. You got too many women. If the women's are going back and forth to the Raw and SmackDown brand, why have two belts? Just put them together. That's it. You know, and you could have something going. 
but we will see about that. Friday Night SmackDown, of course, they had the return of Kalisto, which I don't care. Uh, he's to me, he's the beach, uh, the bootleg version of Rey Mysterio. Never liked him. All the lucha, uh, lucha house party, find them annoying. Big E again, doing a, they pushing him for, um, for a singles run, and um, what I'm hearing, he's looking good every week, uh, and uh, a TNA reunion. You had Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, and Joseph Park, aka as a biz. Now that I think they call him Piss, something like that. And they were together, so now it looks like Jeff Hardy will get a title shot against AJ Styles. Now, do do we see Jeff Hardy winning that belt? Eh, I don't think so. They are, the people understand that Jeff Hardy's dead, and because his brother left, they are punishing him. They're gonna use him as much as long as they want. So his contract is up. And then, you know, we'll see Jeff Hardy leaving. They're not going to put Jeff Hardy to be AJ Styles. When they got J AJ Styles, who's been loyal to WWE, you know, um, and who's the Intercontinental Champion, and that will be a good, it'll still be a good match. Uh, I think, I don't know if Joseph Parker will be uh, involved in anything of that, but we'll see. I mean, they had a TNA reunion this past weekend, so, you know, we'll see. Uh, let's jump in into AEW. I have a lot of issues with AEW this week, and one of them was the TNT title match. So, Scorpio Sky was being pushed as this wrestler who was, was I'm talking about, leaving a trail of fire because he was winning all these matches in AEW Dark. He was being pushed as one of the singles wrestlers. And this past Wednesday, he got a title shot against Cody. And the match was decent. Uh, one, one of my biggest pet peeves that I saw was, why the hell is Cody Rhodes coming out with his big entourage with his brother, Dustin, QT Marshall, Ali, R. Anderson, Brandy, who I can't stand seeing her on TV. She, she shouldn't be nowhere on that TV. And I said to myself, um, what the hell is this? It looked it. It did not look Cody-like. It was just stupid. Again, the push and the, uh, what I feel, the push of them pushing the brand name of Nightmare. The Nightmare family, whatever they're trying to push, which... I find it annoying now. It's just not. It's, it's I don't know. They're pushing it too too much. The way I see it, and they're not. It's not something I want to buy or I want to invest my money into anything. Or anyway, it's just annoying. So what killed me was it was a good match, but then you had Cody beating Scorpio Sky, and in my head I'm saying, wait a minute. Okay, so he beat him. So now who the hell is next? Next thing you know, Brody Lee pops out through the screen with his Dark Order member. With the old, by the way, they did put the gold plates on the TNT Championship. I still don't like it. It looks like they didn't put no effort, no, no. They, they, it's like they, there was no creativity. Who, whoever did this title was lazy. You could have gave it to Dave Mulligan. Dave Mulligan makes the best Wrestling belts in the business. Sky's up. If you don't know who Dave Mulligan is, check him out online. 
Okay. And the belt looked at it. Ah, it looked better than that great plate. They looked like somebody from Toys R Us. Um, so Broly Lee comes out, challenged Cody, and then he says he's going to give him the old belt. I don't know how he got his hand on the old belt. And he'll challenge him next week, which will be this Saturday coming up. It's not going to be Wednesday. Um, and I'm like, wait a minute. Did they just sacrifice Scorpio Sky uh, momentum? It didn't make no sense to me at all. But I'm saying to myself, are these people high? What the hell is going on here? It is the same thing that happened in the beginning of the show. Now, Dark Order, uh, Stu Grayson and Eva Uno, they had a match, I think, last week against the champions. And they looked great. They looked strong. They gave Omega and Paige a run for their money. And this week, they were pinned by Young Bucks in a, in, in a matter of stupidity. I'm like, did the Young Bucks really need this win? For what? They're not even the top top three tag teams right now. And and I found it, I found it very uh, dumb. I mean, I don't know what's going on with AEW now. It's like... They 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 all over the place again. They 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 back to the where they were in the beginning of October last year. Because if you give him momentum to a team like the Dark Order, who were hot, they just gave a run to the money to Omega and Page, and then the following week they lose to the Young Bucks. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Really? And the fact also that Kenny Omega mentioned something about that the Young Bucks are the best tag team. In the world, uh, he considered the best tag team in, in the world ever. No, come on, in this generation, maybe, but ever, no. So, I don't know, it's just I don't know what the hell's going on. And the more I see this, the more I believe what Tamatanga said in his podcast about the elite. So, um, but it was this week, it was just like a tag team appreciation night. You had Jurassic Express against Kenny Omega and Paige. Why did the um, Jurassic Express had a tag team tournament that weren't? They're not even in the top five. I, I I don't I didn't get it. I think the best thing that I like, the best thing I liked in this whole show was the fact with FTR, Spike Power Drive, the Rock and Roll Express, especially Ricky Morton, who's about 60, 63 years old. I found that hilarious. And I mean, and that part just giving me signs. The four horsemen are coming. Oh, yes, the four horsemen are coming. And if you don't believe it, take a look at that video that happened. Again, look at the video when, when they spiked Ricky Morton. It was just the sign right there. The fact that Tully Blanchard told R. Anderson what's up with this thing. He pointed at the Nightmare family logo. Uh, they're going to show you again what I said um, on, on my Thursday review of AEW Dynamite that Tully Blanchard is letting our Anderson know, look, I never liked it. That's um, Cody's father, and I definitely don't like his son either. So right there, they're just right there. This, I'm talking about that's the ingredient for the four horsemen. It's going to happen. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see about that. I think that's the best part of the whole show this week with um with the uh ftr turning heels i guess uh, i still think that 
Um, Cody could still be part of that four horsemen group, but it seems less and less than that now. I think Hangman Page may be the guy who probably helps FTR win the belts. And they become AEW Tag Team Champions. Um, would, would I like FTR to be the World Tag Team Champions? Why not? They deserve it. You know what I'm saying? And they'll prove to WWE, look, these guys only been a couple of months and they already got the World Tag Team title. You know, um, same thing could be said to other wrestlers who are right now in better situations than they were in WWE. So, but that's, you know, other than that, I think AEW needs to clean up their, their mess the way I see it. So, we'll be right back after this. And we're back. So, I'm also reading here today in WrestleTalk that AEW influenced WWE to move their shows to, to the Amway Center. And, I mean, of course, WWE would not admit that the reason they're dropping fans is because of their storylines. So, they're going to go and blame that the, the PC Center is not good look for them because, you know, because of the building. But... It claimed that AEW kind of influenced them to move the venue because AEW, they said they, they fans are dropping and they're not losing fans. But then again, you get, like I said before, AEW has a better storytelling and better wrestling matches. It's just that some of their matches sometimes don't make no damn sense. So, it just, uh, I don't know. It's just crazy. So, let's, let's go to Impact. Impact this week. So the return of Kerr Hawkins, yes, Kerr Hawkins, now known as Brian Myers, and already he's been there and he already got a world title shot by Eddie Edwards. How is it that a wrestler that was in WWE, I don't know how many years, many years, right, and all of a sudden he goes and goes to another promotion and he already got a title shot, a world title shot. How is that? Okay, he didn't win, whatever, but he got a title shot. That's 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 what we're talking about. They're not in the back and catering and trying to ask uh, Titus, oh, can I get some more potato salad with my chicken or with my with my gravy? I mean, come on. It's just it's just nonsense. Every time a wrestler leaves to somewhere else that's not WWE, they're in a better spot. And right now, I didn't even know that Mr. Brian Myers was a former world tag team champion with, uh, I believe, it looks like um, Gr uh, Grimes, I think he was. Let me see. Uh, yeah, Myers wrestling, former Impact World Tag Team Champion. He beat for those titles, the Wolves. So it's not that wasn't the first time he ever wrestled. Um, he ever wrestled Eddie Edwards because they fought in, in, um, in those tag team matches with the Wolves, uh, which was. Uh, Oh my God! What was his name? Oh, I forgot his name. But the, when the wolves, the American wolves, were around, so uh, so the impact that was the big, big uh, thing that happened. in Impact. Not much was going on. Uh, Eric Young. I saw a part with Eric Young where uh, him and Willie Mack were going out in the backstage area. Eric Young ended up defeating Willie Mack in a match. Um, so other than that. Uh, you know the Good Brothers, uh, they still uh, they are right now feuding with Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. That uh, I've seen a couple of videos where, where Gallows got arrested, Anderson got attacked one week, 
So right now they're in a few with Ace Austin and Man Man Fulton. I, to me, Ace Austin should have been already the world champion. Um, I don't know why they got him in a tag team with Matt, uh, with Matt, Matt Man Fulton. I think Matt Man Fulton was part of uh, uh, Ohio OVW or OVE, whatever, Ohio over everyone. Uh, why? I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the, uh, Impact. I saw like, where sometimes when they ask me about questions about this promotion, I really don't have no answers because I don't really watch it. It's not it's not something I want to sit there and waste two hours of my life to watch that. I mean, right now, big ups to Gallows and Anderson. I hope they end up wrestling with, um, what's his name? Um, with the, uh, I want to see them wrestle the North. That could be a, a good, good match between those two tag teams. Um, and it'll definitely be something to look at. So, let's go to New Japan Pro Wrestling. And New Japan Pro Wrestling, we saw, well, I saw the New Japan Cup USA 2020. The finals are already set up. Um, this week's semifinal matches had Tamatanga versus David Finley. Um, and surprisingly enough, uh, upset in that tournament where David Finley ended up defeating Tamatanga. I was surprised. I mean, it would have been cool to watch a Bullet Club versus Bullet Club in the finals because the other Bullet Club member was uh, Kenta versus Jeff Cobb. That match was good. Of course, Kenta found a way to beat Jeff Cobb by low-blowing him and then rolling up for the pen. So he ends up going to the finals. So this next week, next Friday, we're going to see David Finley versus Kenta for the New Japan Cup USA of finals of the tournament. And the winner of that gets to fight John Moxley for the IWGP United States title and uh, a future date. So we don't know what's going to happen. I won't be surprised if New Japan decides just to uh, strip Moxley again for that belt. Because, but then again, you can't really strip him because, you know, there was a pandemic and he's the champion. So um, it'll be sad if that happens again because that means that New Japan don't have patience to wait. And besides, Moxley is here in the United States, so it's not like he can't come and wrestle. But it'll be cool to see um, that happen. Uh, but it, um, would he still keep the belt? Or would they have somebody either like a Kenta? I see a Kenta winning the whole cup. So I could see Kenta winning the United States IWGP belt and beating Moxley for it. But would that be a bad look for Moxley, being that he's the world champion in AEW? And most likely, I have a feeling that he'll probably go and wrestle for the United States belt or defend the belt after he faces with uh, with MJF. And I still say MJF is going to win that belt. And um, because, you know, again, it's a win-win situation for New Japan because now you got a Kenta probably could beat Moxley, not damaging AEW's reputation or the world champ they world champions. So... A lot of things going on there, but they also in that New Japan Cup USA they had a six man tag. They had ACH, TJP, uh, and who was the other one? Alex Zimmon, Zimmon, Alex Zimmon, something like something like that. Against PJ Black, uh, Misterioso, and Blake Christian. That match was pretty good. A six man tag, it was awesome, it was great. Um, there were some great moves, and of course, PJ Black still looking great after all these years. I didn't even know he was a 
26, I think they say 26, 23 year veteran in the wrestling business. And I remember him the first time I saw him when he was with Nexus. So, um, you know, but it was a, a decent match. They had, they also had the beginning of a couple of LA Dojo guys. Clark Connors, if you guys don't know who that is, he's, he's a young lion. Clark Connors reminds me of a young Benoit. I know a lot of people don't like me, like hearing the name of Chris Benoit, but hey, Chris Benoit was one of the greats. And besides the point of what he did in his personal life, whatever, that puts that to the side and talk about what he did in the business. And Clark Connors reminds me of him. He's uh, he's very very uh, determined. He's you know he, he he's pumped at all time and he hits with high impact moves in the whole nine. So. Um, Keep an eye on that guy in the near future. I see him being big in Japan unless he comes to the States. And hopefully he'll go to an AEW or Ring of Honor and never step foot again. Never step foot in WWE because WWE don't know what to do with these guys that come from Japan. Um, so um, as you well, and they are well known documented because look at what they've done with Nakamura. They have not used Nakamura to his, to his fullest fullest um, potential Kushida Kushida's just getting his ass whooped on NXT and just make cutting a pay, paycheck he looks like he, he's not the same Kushida I remember watching him in New Japan Pro Wrestling so anyway guys uh, that is it um, for this week um, so that's that's my um, my thoughts and what has happened in in the wrestling business um, again you know, I'm still wondering about this whole Velveteen Dream thing and why he's still wrestling. But, and like I told people, if he's still wrestling with WWE, that means WWE doesn't care what anybody say because they're just thinking about that dollar and that, that money. They don't care about nothing. They don't care who feelings got hurt. And that goes to show you, they don't care about fans. Because if you really care about fans, you wouldn't allow this guy to wrestle until his name is clear. Now that I'm saying that he, he did it, that he sent it, but why would you have a wrestler wrestling in your promotion when that still is hanging over his head? You know, um, I don't know. That's that's carelessness on their part. Until then, guys, listen, I'll be on next week. This Thursday, I will not have an AEW Dynamite review because there is no AEW Dynamite this Wednesday. So I'll see if I'll do a um, some type of show, whatever's happening between now and uh, and Thursday. I'll give you some news on that. Then Saturday, what I'll do or Sunday, I'll go have the AEW review along with the wrestling news and rumors. So next weekend is going to be a long, a long show, but very informative show. So stay tuned for that. And you know what? Again, thank you for everybody who has supported my podcast, uh, either the audio or the YouTube channel. So if you guys haven't been in the YouTube channel, check it out. The Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Subscribe to the channel. I have tons of video there that you guys could go into it, check it out, give me your comments. If you like it, subscribe, hit that notification bell, leave me your comments, give me a thumbs up so you can promote my channel. And when you look for the search engine, also in the audio podcast, you can find me in Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Apple, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and any major platform, podcast platform at that. That you guys like listening to your show. So, again, thank you for all you guys and the support and the support and the love I've been getting on Twitter from other podcast members. Again, I appreciate all you guys for showing me love. Let's help each other in the community. 
Uh, let's get rid of all these trolls. They don't know nothing about the business. And they're just uh, making it impossible for guys like us who try to bring information to the community. Until then, guys, have a good one. Stay safe. Wear that mask six feet away. Love you. See you soon.